Hi, and welcome back to On Track Tips. My name is Jason Weiser, and you're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track. And we're helping your small business one expert at a time. And today, our expert is Chris Gilbertson. And we're going to be talking about podcasting, and more specifically, how to create a world-class podcast. For those of you that don't know Chris, she's the founder of LifestyleAcademy.com, and she hosts an iTunes podcast by the same name, Lifestyle Academy. Her guests have included Mari Smith, Amy Porterfield, Mark Schaefer, many more. She only interviews the best. She's the author of Podcasting for Promotion, Positioning, and Profit. She's the founder of Podcast School. She's also the creator of Expert Launch Blueprint. She coaches speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs about how to create a world-class podcast by partnering with iTunes. Chris Gilbertson, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I tell you, I'm excited to have you here, and I know that a lot of the On Track Tips community is, has been asking about podcasting a lot, so this topic is right on point. And for those of you that are uh, familiar with On Track Tips, you know that we love Twitter, and you know that over on Twitter, you were using the hashtag pound on track tips. We're using that right now, On Track Tips, and today's Twitter question is, do you have a podcast or do you want to have a podcast? So head on over to Twitter and use the hashtag On Track Tips and say, yes, I have a podcast, or no, I don't yet, but Chris is going to teach me how to make one. And I also want to thank today's sponsor. That's Repurpose.pro. And you know, one of the most requested modules over at Repurpose.pro is how do I repurpose my Hangout into a podcast? Well, Repurpose.pro, they've got you covered with a step-by-step -step process that will help you and your team take one piece of content like this interview and easily turn it into a blog post, a podcast, a video, and a slide share, so much more. Repurpose.pro isn't reinventing the art of repurposed content by showing you how to repurpose with purpose. And lastly, make sure you head on over to On Track Tips if you haven't already. That's the home of the big red button. Look for it and push it. And that'll put you and I in contact with each other so I can go find you an expert for whatever it is you're struggling with in your business. If it's podcasting, I'll go find Chris Gilbertson or other experts like Guy Kawasaki, Chris Brogan, and uh, Andrea Vall, James Wedmore. He's heading on over to the show soon. So make sure you head on over to OnTrackTips.com, push the big red button. And I think that's it for the housekeeping. Are we ready to get into the questions? Absolutely. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> okay. I think the best place to start out is I heard in an interview you did, you were talking about the attention span of podcast listeners. And you gave a stat that is just amazing. So let's answer the question why internet marketers are hailing podcasting as the most powerful tool for finding customers. Yeah. What's so exciting about today right now, and even with Hangouts on Air and all the technology that we have at our fingertips, is you and I now want to control our programming. You know, we're, we're our own publishers, we're our own content producers, and so what we want as consumers is content on demand. I like to call it we're in, in, in an on-demand content you know, um, economy right now. So what's great about podcasting is the average listener will give you 90 seconds a minute and a half before they decide they're going to move on and move um, on to any other type of content to listen to. But what's even more empowering than that, most of the listeners will listen to your content 30 plus minutes. So for, for me, I, that's why I love this medium with, with video and with audio is because for blogging, people don't stay on your blog nearly that long. And when you take your media, there today it's all about multimedia. It's about that engagement. That's why podcasting and hangouts on air are so empowering because 
It's all about that live engagement, that real epic connection is what I like to call it. So you have 90 minutes to grab their attention and then when you do, they're listening to you for at least a minimum of 30 minutes. So that's a long time to be in front of your potential customer and also that person gets to know, like, and trust you that much quicker. So it shortens your sales cycle and that's why as marketers we love it because it's actually bringing us really high quality leads and who doesn't want that? <laughs> right, right. No, I, I know myself because I listen to podcasts while I'm at the gym and so I put it on and hey, I don't have time to be sitting and reading and running through things. So once it started, once I press play, you've got me for 30 minutes. Chris, that's a, that is a gold nugget tip, folks. All right, next of all, podcasts have been around for a really long time and it would seem like it's a little bit late to kind of get into this game. Isn't, the, isn't this really kind of a saturated space? Yeah, great question. And it's so funny because that's one of the myths I always talk about that, you know, podcasting's old and passe. You know, it did. It started back in 2004. It had a rise. It jumped the chasm, went mainstream. But now what's happened in the past 12 months, there's been a huge awareness with podcasts. You've seen, you know, experts like Brendan Burchard, Tim Ferriss just launched his podcast two weeks ago. A lot of everyday entrepreneurs, though, as well, that are having phenomenal success with podcasting. And what's changed is today, and I don't have, like, our smartphone. It's all about our content on the go. We all want to consume content on different mediums, whether it's our you know tablets or our iPhones or Android phones, wherever the case is being. And it's made it so much easier today for podcasts because now one click of a button, you can subscribe to a podcast and it downloads on your phone or your computer or your tablet automatically. And back in the day, you had to be more of a techie to be able to understand it. So now everyday entrepreneurs are able to, to tap in to a mainstream audience. And what's even more empowering is last week with, with Apple's uh, announcement, they actually um, launched CarPlay, which now you can actually plug in your phones in your car and actually listen to podcasts live from the dash. Stitcher Radio works for the Android Marketplace as well, where you can actually listen to um, a podcast directly from they have built in the cars in Subaru, Mini Cooper, Mazda. I mean, there's there's so many of them. I can't even list all of them. So today what's happened is it's taking the place of terrestrial radio. So now when you become the expert and you put your message out there, you already have a built-in audience. And also, there's over 1 billion podcast subscribers on iTunes. They now just announced they have over 800 million credit cards on file. That's twice the size of Amazon. So this is a natural search distribution center where it's kind of like what I like to call a natural joint venture partnership for you, where listeners, the minute you launch, and my students are always amazed at this, they're like, Chris, I'm getting downloads all over the world. So your message goes global, and now you can tap into people all across the world with your products, your services, your ideas, your causes, and be able to drive traffic back to your hub to get more email leads and more leads for your business. So that's why people are really jumping on the podcast train right now because of the technology piece and also because of what's happened with the on-demand. I mean, if we look at Blockbuster, you know, that like disappeared overnight, Jason, right? I mean, right. you think about it, it just it, it went away. And what's happened is because now you look at Netflix model, we want a content and we want to you know, Kevin Spacey style, we want to house of cards it, we want to go deep dive with it, and that's what's going to happen for you as an expert as well. So that's why podcasting and, and Hangouts on Air, the same type of t um, platform, is where we can consume content on demand. Kathy Nelson, one of our listeners, she's at, she says, Jason, how did you know that I was just researching this just last week? You are in iTunes, by the way, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this and looking forward to meeting Chris. And uh, Kathy, you're absolutely right. We are over on iTunes, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, because I see the power of, of podcasting, and I'm just now starting to tap into it, and it, it has increased what is happening with our readership over here at, at OnTrack Tips. 
Chris, give us three specific ways that our listeners, now our listeners are small business owners, we're brick and mortar, we're mom and pop, I mean we're not big businesses, we're not you know million dollar companies, we're not Fortune 100s, we're mom and pop small, how can we use podcasting for our business? Give us three really clear um, ways. Yeah, great question. So as a small business owner, you're wearing a lot of hats and you're doing a lot of different things and I definitely understand that and can relate to that. So the one thing that's great with podcasting, if you're looking to actually drive more traffic into your local store, if that's what one of your main objectives is, is what's great with podcasting is you can actually can rank on page one of SEO for any of your keywords. So I work with a lot of doctors, chiropractors, dentists who want to rank locally to be found and be discovered. And today it is all about content but it's about that engagement with our content. So even though you know you're doing other forms of marketing, what's really really powerful is having great content out there that people can consume to get to know, like, and trust you, and decide if you're the expert to come into local you know uh, establishment. So that's where podcasting can one can put you on top of the search engines above your competition. Now number two, what's great is if you have a maybe some of you have an e-commerce store, you're selling other products and services. This is where you can turn this into an FAQ, something very very simple. What I like to do, and I know Jason's big on this as well, is repurpose the content you already have and just position it now in front of a new audience. Don't make it don't don't make an, another wheel to have to spin in your business. So what I suggest, let's say you've got a bunch of blog posts out there already, probably most of your blogging or putting content out there in some um, for, uh, fashion for your business. So just take that and repurpose that into an audio or a simple video and then you can actually use that for now you're going to grab the attention span of other consumers because not everybody likes to read. And then the third thing that I think is really important is being able to, when you launch your podcast is to have a launch strategy because you get featured in front of new and noteworthy for eight weeks. That's where my clients have brought on literally five-figure coaching clients in the first eight weeks, um, five-figure sponsors, TED Talks have been booked. So if you're looking for press, if you're looking for coverage locally, having a podcast and showing that featured in New and Noteworthy is what that, that's going to help you do is if you want more local coverage, that's where it's tell, tell, I can't talk. Talent scouts can find you, but also you can use that to send out to your local news channel so they can see what you're doing. And that's what my students have been able to do to get incredible press uh, for their local area. So that's my best suggestion for being, you know, very geo-targeted. Great. And we're going to bring up some more questions from our audience. Cheryl Deuce, she says, repurpose with purpose. I like that. And that's exactly why we, we partner with repurpose.pro. Make sure you head on over there, Cheryl, and check that out. Um, we've got a question here. When I saw some of the numbers that the big podcasting shows are pulling, I was blown away. That's Laura was saying that. And then Sid is asking Chris, she wants to know, uh, is there a way for fine artists to use a podcast where there is no visual? She's mm -hmm. a fine artist. What should she do? Oh, I love it. Great question. So Sid, what's great about podcasting is it, you can do audio or you can do video. So you can take what you already have and repurpose that if you're doing, you know, Hangouts on Air, you've got um, coverage that you're doing with your business already, so you can do video. But what's great is 80% of the podcast listeners today still are audio. And so I, I get this question all the time, all the time, because people will be like, "Well, if you're, you know, an instructor and you're teaching things and you're teaching technical or, or you know, things that are, you know, maybe with your art, that you don't aren't able to do that with audio. Actually, people will listen to that and then come back later to to tap into your business. So what I would suggest is what you're using if you're looking to sell art is have more of the story behind it and how people can decorate their home. 
So if that's what, I, I don't know quite your business niche, but if that's what you're selling, if you're selling physical art, you can actually create a story around it. Today, business is all about story marketing. If you look at the big brands like Red Bull, um, you know, some of these big major companies out there, it's all about stories and engagement. And that's what you can use in your business to be able to sell more artwork and be able to put that story behind it where people get to connect with it and have that personal connection. And especially with art, I know, because I buy art, that's one of the things that we're looking for is more of the story with it and how that's what we that's why we love art and that's why we buy it. So I hope that helps. <laughs> oh, great question. And for those of you that are just now joining us, you're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track. And we're helping your small business one expert at a time. We're sitting here with expert Chris Gilbertson talking about podcasting and how to make a world-class podcast. For those of you that are subscribers to On Track Tips, this is the drum roll moment. You read if you opened up today's email, then you know that I'm going to be asking you the question, do you want to know or do you want to win the um fine? And just to quickly explain, Chris, what the um fine is, is I wanted to, I say um and ah too many times in my interviews and I want to be a better podcaster. So I thought what a perfect podcast to improve my um and ah. So I'm fining myself $1 for every time I say um or ah in this interview and one person is going to win that that amount, whatever it is. But don't start counting now. Go ahead and watch the replay. Count later. We'll make sure you get the money. First person to type in whatever you're supposed to do, it was in the email. Go read it. Okay. Let's get back over to the interview. Uh, we are talking. There's a dollar. We are talking about uh, what, it, uh, what does it take to uh, create and launch a podcast. So we've got two parts of that. One, I want to understand the anatomy of a podcast and I want to understand the equipment. But let's start with equipment first. Let's give a brief interview of what kind of equipment do I need to do a podcast. Yeah, there's a lot of great equipment out there. So if you're looking, let's start with the shoestring uh, budget because a lot of people today with the, the technology that you and I each have with our own home computers, you can actually launch a podcast with that. So what's great is you can use your inbuilt-in uh, computer audio. I have uh, students that are using their iPhone or iPads to record audios. Or you can actually just get a Logitech headset. It's less than 30 bucks at Best Buy. That's going to give you great sound quality that's going to help you get launched faster and quicker. Now, if you want to upgrade, there's a bunch of mics out there today. Um, the one that I'm using here is the Heil PR40. It's a great microphone. It's got the boom arm. You can't really see it. It's kind of like how Jason has his setup there. And what's great about it is it gives you that look and feel of a professional podcast setup, but you don't have to start with this. Most of mine, I don't even show this in my podcast. So it's really about having quality audio that doesn't have a lot of cracking. So a simple microphone like a Logitech, you can get the Roadster, which is another great um, podcasting microphone. It's a USB port. And then a Heil microphone is an XLR um, microphone that you actually plug in through a mixer. So not to get too technical, but keep it simple. If you're not tech savvy, like I'm not a super tech person, I like to keep it simple. Um, so start with what you have and get used to it and then you can upgrade. So a unit like this is about $700 to get set up. But other microphones, uh, one that I love, I, it's over on my other table here, I can't show it to you, but it's the Blue Yeti. It's less than $100. It's a USB microphone port. It's heavy. You can use it as a weapon. <laughs> but what's great about it is it sits right on your desktop and then you can have multiple speakers if you want to use it for other things as well or you can have it set up where it's just for your capturing your voice for your podcast. So those are the, the top four uh, microphones that I suggest for any budget size to help you get up and uh, launch you quickly. Okay, we have our winner, Deb Davis. She is the winner of the um fine. She told us that she opened the on track tips newsletter because she wants to win. So congratulations, Deb. But uh, like I said, keep listening. Don't we'll go and count those ums later. But uh, okay. 
what, what about the anatomy of a podcast? So the big question is we, we, we understand that we can need it and we understand that we want to use it and we understand that it can appear over on iTunes, but there's a lot of like details in between there. How do I go from recording to actually being on iTunes and really not all the nitty gritties, but just what are some of the key points? We hear words like Libsyn, RSS, Blueberry, iStore. Can you kind of organize some of that for us? Yeah, well, first we have to back up because first you want to get really clear on who you want to attract um, because a lot of times people today are just, you want to put content out there, but what I want you to do is get really focused on who your hyperactive buyer is because that's who you want coming into your business and that's going to build your tribe. So think about who's your ideal client that you want to attract and then I want you to create a theme around that. So my show, The Lifestyle Entrepreneur, is based on entrepreneurs that have built a lifestyle business. So I'm very specific. I know exactly who my audience is, what they're looking for, and my show is based on how to very much like Jason, it's like give them the real good details that they want to be able to use to go implement in their business. So what I want you to do is I want you to craft that theme because in iTunes, what the misnomer is people think they hear your audio or your video or they see it first. They actually don't. They see your album cover image. So you want to make sure that your theme and your title is going to grab that listener's attention because there we do only have a few seconds to grab attention, but then they give you 90 seconds plus to make a decision if your podcast is for them. So that being said, you want to have a title and a theme that's going to attract your ideal listener. So what's the pain point? I like to make this benefit driven. So what I mean by that is you can have a title that's going to be benefit driven on how that's going to help your listener. Then when they click on that, then you want to make sure you have an intro and an outro, very similar to what Jason just did at the beginning. He introduced what Hangouts on Air is, what the basis of the show is, and then how you can find out more. And then you go into the content, so that can be your repurposed HOA, you know, or your any other type of content that you have out there, and then you have your outro. So that's going to be about the show and then where to go leave a review or call to action to go sign up on your email list. So then once you have that file done, okay, then that's what you want to do is you want to put that in your hosting provider. So what's a little bit different is that we have a hosting provider through Libsyn, L-I-B, wait, I'm going to spell this wrong, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. And if you go there, what's great is they have different Pay, they have different um, hosting plans, and it's very cost-effective. The reason you pay with hosting for this, this is like having a website. So a website, you have to have hosting to host all the, the content that shows up on the website. Same with your podcast. The difference is, though, is this tracks how long people are listening, what they're listening to, where they're listening. You get all these amazing statistics that, as a business owner, you want to know. I have clients that are using their statistic to, to decide where their events are going to be and then also for their sponsors on what the income level the sponsor will be willing to pay them based on their numbers. So you want to have that type of content. So what you do is you simply upload those files into Libsyn and then you take that fee that Libsyn creates and you put that into iTunes. Now there are a couple other ways to teach that which I do teach inside my course but I want to keep it very simple because this is what 80% of the top podcasters do. So you don't have to make it complicated. I'd rather help get you launched so you can start getting results quicker because you can always adjust as you go. So that's those are my tips right there for you. Oh, it's fantastic. And I know that when I, when I was launching mine, I got really complicated and confused about understanding what, what is the RSS, when is it going to come in, and, and there was a lot of details uh, that I had to figure out, but I was grateful I had a, somebody that helped me uh, sort and understand those, and I know that if, if you want help, then obviously contact Chris, anybody that's listening right now, and I'm sure that she'd be more than happy to help you kind of sort some of those details out. She's got the resources to do that. Mm -hmm. So... In terms of marketing your podcast now, there are we I've polled the on track tips audience, and most of our people, uh, interestingly enough, mom and pops, 
uh, small business owners are PC users. They're not iPhone users. They're not iPeople. So yeah. they don't have iTunes per se. So how do you market, how do you bring that community over to iTunes if they're not comfortable over there? Or, or and in terms of marketing, do I just rely on iTunes to create a new audience per se? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, iTunes is is an is amazing audience. I mean, Edison Research. Um, it will let me first talk to the PC side of it first. So, PC, you do have iTunes. Like, I have I have two PC computers, and you do actually you can download the iTunes app and make it very simple to download that. But what what's great about this though today, most people are consuming podcasts now on their phone. This is how big of a shift this was, Jason. At at our big convention that we have for all podcasters, it actually shifted from desktop over to phone by close to 25% increase in just the past 12 months. That's massive when you look at there's a billion podcast subscribers. I mean, if you guys realize how big that is, that's as big as Facebook. <laughs> so it's a huge platform. So what I want to say is don't, if you're not into iTunes, no problem. That's totally okay. There's What's great though is there's still an audience there that is into iTunes, understands it, knows how to use it, loves it, and wants to find great experts to tap into. So all you need to know how to do is how to get your feet in there. That's, how, that's all it is. And then when you market it, you can market your show out with iTunes or Stitch or SoundCloud is another huge one right now as well, which is where NPR, no, NPR, what am I talking about? MP3 files, where you can post your audio um, files and people can tap into that as well. And now what's great with the PC side of it, so if you think about that, our phones now, there's so many different apps out there, and that's what Stitcher app has blown up, and there's a lot of other um, podcast apps where people are tapping into it. So you just have to know where to put the feed, and people can find you for that. So really, in a roundabout way, it's knowing that there's a huge audience there, but you don't have to know how it all works. Like It's kind of like the light bulb. Like I have no idea how that works. I just know I turn it on, and it works. Same with this, is when you take your content and you repurpose it the way I'm teaching you, you'll get results, because there's already an audience there that's looking for you, you just have to know how to tap into it. So I hope that answers that a little bit. I'm loving the comments that are coming in, Chris. You have just like totally won over this audience. Oh. <laughs> Carmen, Man Carmen Mandrich is saying that uh, I can't believe uh, you're, you're giving so much information. You're giving it so fast. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this several times. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Carmen, newbies. for joining us. Yeah, and uh, Tom Rolfson, uh, we ended up answering his question, I think, just now with what's the next best source for those of you who don't use iTunes. We've got uh, a great question here from Carmen. Let's address this one. Mm -hmm. and, and, and many people are asking, forgive me for thinking in the wrong order, but what are sponsors looking for when they're making a decision on sponsorship? Yeah, Carmen, you're actually not thinking in the wrong order. This is what I teach. I help people reverse engineer their goal with their podcast. Because anything for you and I, especially Jason and I, we want results. Like we're, if we're going to do something, we're going to have fun with it. We're going to give great content, and it's going to get results in our business. And that's what I want you to be able to think about. So if your goal is to bring sponsors on, the term sponsor in podcasting is a little bit elusive. Really, they're advertisers, and what they're looking for are numbers of downloads. A sponsor will actually pay you money for an idea you have that maybe you haven't built the audience up. An advertiser is looking, hey, how many downloads do you get per episode? That's what they're looking for. So typically, the best way to go about that is if you do have an audience already that you've built up, like what I like to suggest, and this is what a lot of the top podcasters will tell you, build your audience up, get your download numbers increasing, and and then you can go after sponsors. Now the one thing that's now the one thing that's cool about podcasting that's different than any other 
um, platform for the most part is the more shows you do, the more downloads you will get. So if you are looking for podcast sponsors, I suggest at least three shows a week because you're going to increase that number. You're going to triple your number. And that's what advertisers really, that's what they're looking for. Now, if you have a platform, maybe you've got a big email list and you do live events already and you have other deliverables as what podcast or excuse me sponsors would be looking for then you can start to sell more of a bigger idea for a bigger package but if you're looking strictly just for that they're looking for about three thousand downloads per episode so what I say is get really focused on your theme who you want to attract market that out that may take a few months and then you can bring sponsors in after you've built your audience up so that's what those are the best suggestions I can have for that Excellent. And I'm going to throw out one of my own little things that I've learned that we're going to be teaching over at Repurpose Pro. And Chris, maybe you can help us too also on this. So mm -hmm. what the mistake that I made with on-track tips is that I, in repurposing the content, I would write the blog post, I would put in the video, I would put in the podcast, but the problem was I wasn't getting them out once a week, so my podcast was suffering. So I, what I figured out is I need to split that up. So I created a separate RSS feed for just the audio-only version, and I'm feeding that out through. WordPress and then I've got my other mainstream where it's all of my repurposed content where you can get the video, the blog, the show notes and everything in one place. So anybody that's uh, going to be doing the podcast, especially HOA producers, I see Jeff C is here right now and he's asking is it worth going back and creating podcasts for old HOAs or is it only for current programs and I would certainly say yeah go ahead and use them especially Chris was just saying you know get get more content out there Chris what do you think should Jeff put out his older podcast I, I absolutely would I love repurposing content because what happens one to your point Jason yes you wanna stay consistent you have to stay consistent with it Now you'll still get leads coming in because I take breaks sometimes with my podcast I go for a few months and then take a little bit of a break I do them season wise but what's great is staying consistent with that that's what your listeners are looking for so you do want to make sure it's simple and this doesn't have to be that complicated like I said if you've got content and that's why I like repurposing the best because you already have the content already done you just gotta put an intro outro on it and then get that into the feed that's how simple that can be so just um, I would take the old content content that you have and then repurpose that in and weave that into what you're already talking about. So maybe you've got some old shows on talking about XYZ topic that now fit in with what your subject matter is and your theme, bring those in. Or like I'm working with Evan Pagan right now launching his whole podcast. He's got three years of like archive content. So they're just chopping it up into little 10 minute, 15 minute episodes that teach one tip per podcast. So now they've got a ton of content that they can spread out consistently and have a lot of shows that they can produce. So like I said, you don't have to have super long podcasts. You can keep it short and simple and be able to give great information and then drive that traffic because our goal is to create the connection but then we want to drive them back to our hub so that we can get people signing up on our email list because that's your number one asset as a marketer. You want to be growing your email list. So that's what I would suggest. So yes, repurpose that content. <laughs> Fantastic. And we're wrapping up here. We've really only got about four more minutes left in our show. It's unfortunate that it's only a half an hour, but this is the On Track Tip Show, and we are fire hose when we're over here, and that's why we love guests like Chris, who can just, I mean, she just has given us so much valuable information. If you agree with me, head over to Twitter and, and use On Track Tips, the hashtag, and say, hey, Chris, thanks a lot for all the information you've given us. Let's make sure to give her some credit. Um, all right, here's our lightning round question. Really short, really simple. We got, I got four of them, and I got to answer them in three minutes. Chris, can we do it? Got it. I'm ready. All right, so for me, for on-track tips, I launched my podcast a while ago, like about a year ago. I only put out 10 episodes. I missed New and Noteworthy. My question is, should I relaunch my podcast to try to get into New and Noteworthy and start all over again, or should I try to salvage what's already there? 
Nope, I would relaunch it and I would tweak it a little bit just with um, new content that you already have. And then I would use the, the tips that I teach. And, and our community is good about that, about helping you get your, your podcast reviewed and subscribing because that's the number one thing that gets you a new, new and noteworthy. The number of subscribers, reviews, and downloads. And so have a, a launch party and a blitz to really fire that back up and that enthusiasm and then be giving away things so that you're going to get more engagement, people sharing it, and you create a bigger buzz. It really is about a solid pre-marketing launch to make sure that you have success to show up there because you will get a ton more traffic for sure. Which stats are better? Libsyn stats, Blueberry stats, other stats? Blueberry and Libsyn are really similar. So that's why I, you can you can have Libsyn stats and then Blueberry stats as well if you're um, wanting that as well. Um, really just one is the main, the one thing that you want to use is be able to look at those stats. Just as long as you have one statistic provider that's going to show you that and you'll get statistics from Stitcher as well, that's all you need just so you have at least a reference point. And we've had a number of people that ask, are Hangouts better than podcasts? Are podcasts better than Hangouts? And I want to point out that, uh, you know, iTunes now, and talk about this, Chris, iTunes now has video podcasts too. And uh, a friend of mine has ITV. I don't have it, but he said that you can actually listen to video podcast and listen only mode. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so what's great about it, I mean, it is, podcasts are still typically more the audio listener, but you can put your video podcast in and still have people just listening. Um, I mean, they don't have to be watching the video. They can be taking it on the go and listening to it that way. So I don't, I don't, it's not about Hangouts versus podcasts. What I like to teach is take your Hangouts on air and then just repurpose that into a new platform because it is more, iTunes is more that evergreen audience, but it's easier to take it on the go for them because they click one app and then now they've got your Hangouts on air on the phone that they can listen to and take with them. They can pause it. They can come back to right where they left off. So it makes it convenient for a brand new audience to tap into you. So I, I wouldn't say anything about one versus the other. I would make sure you're using them together because if you're already doing it, just repurpose it and like Jason does, just put the feed over there and it'll automatically update for your audience. And for those listeners that are not on Hangout on Air or are not on YouTube who can read your lower third, why don't you tell our podcast listeners how they can get a hold of you, Chris, uh, if you want to keep in touch. Yeah, thank you. If you guys want to join me over at lifestyleacademy.com, that's my main website where you can find out more about me, check out the interviews that I've done, and um, you can also get a free video podcast course there just to learn to see if this is actually the best fit for you and your business. Oh, fantastic. And podcast school, is that uh, happening Yes, you can head over to podcastschool.com. That's where actually I have a full free video course training. It's actually closed right now, but if you enter your name and email, you'll get details on it, and then we'll be able to send you that as soon as that opens up here in the next few weeks, and you'll be able to get the free course that you can actually go through to learn how to set up your own world-class podcast and launch it. And I'll be putting a link into the description here on Hangouts on Air, as well as the event page. This is get on. You're listening to Get on Track, Stay on Track, and we are helping your small business one expert at a time. Our expert today is Chris Gilbertson. I want to give you a big, huge thank you for joining us today, for helping out our small businesses, our entrepreneurs, our mom and pops to understand podcasting, how to launch a world-class podcast in 30-minute fire hose. Chris, you over delivered. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast and I look forward to seeing everybody over on Google+. <laughs> all right. We'll see you all for now. Saying goodbye from On Track Tips.